Welcome into the CHGO Bears 100 podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, Bears fans? Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Nicholas Moriano on a Wednesday who's faking sick so he didn't have to come into the studio. No, he's actually really sick, and we told him to stay the hell away because we have important stay draft out. shows the next couple days. Yeah, I thought that Nick, uh, well, there's nobody that works harder than Nick except probably um, you. <laughs> you're, I mean, all I've heard the last three weeks, I was up till one, I was up till two. I'm like, you know, you, you, you good old Carm was sleeping peacefully at 1030. You, 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 you could have delegated some of that stuff right over here. I'm here for you, buddy. I have a delegation but, problem. Yeah, but uh, Nicky Nick has just been grinding it, and we just wanted to make sure that he was good to go at Hallis Hall and didn't get anyone sick, and we miss you right now. But even though it's, it's just lovely to see you, Nicholas Moriano. I feel like this always happens, too, when it's an important ah. week. Yeah, I sound terrible. I'm sorry. But when it's an important week, like, hey, let's get sick now and just make it a lot more difficult. But we're going to persevere. We're going to we're going to get through this. I have a giant bag of vitamin C drops I'm going to eat today. <laughs> we're going to be oh perfect. Don't overdose on that. Um, That's good. Just start eating them. <laughs> See what happens by the end of the show. Nick gets sick more than my kids. I should talk. I'm the one who lost my voice week yeah. one of the season. Yeah, you were horrible at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Oh, my body will <laughs> definitely give out on Sunday, but it's gonna, it's, I, it's gonna hold out till Sunday. I just, I, I'd like to personally apologize to uh, Nick also because last night on on Bears After Dark, I called him out for Nick Cam. Um, oh, I missed that part. Yeah. Well, because you Nick know he Cam. was on Football Night in Chicago, and there was this video going around of just Nick, but and it was just Nick. Yeah. But apparently, I didn't click on it. Oh. So the way the thing rolled if you didn't click on it 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 just it just was nick so i think that facebook wanted to just see nick and so i thought that he had set up his own like camera just to look at himself and his ego had gotten completely out of control which i appreciate as someone who has enormous ego uh, but you didn't do that so i apologize and like to continue to apologize to you thank you very much hi lawrence how are you uh i am uh i know we're about to unveil our top 100 and you're nervous i've well that's why we that's why we were a little late today is because i've got Ten full screens of ten players each, and I'm at number that equals hundred seventy-one at the moment. So we'll get through oh the boy. top. We'll get through the top seventy, and then we'll see if da- if I can finish them. And uh, see when I, we had the meeting this morning, I thought that was gonna be a hard no, but it was actually as positive and enthusiastic as you ever are. You're like, man, no problem, we can do it. I mean, I'll be honest, I was off yesterday, and yet I was working a lot. It's yeah. kind of annoying. Yeah. It's the you draft. Know. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's jump right into it. So you guys know we've been working on this for months now, uh, as and you guys have had – well, if you're a diehard, you've had access to it while we were building it. We finally got to the point last night, I should say early this morning, where the whole thing was finalized one through – we actually did make one small change this morning. We had to overrule something. Um, so we're going to get into it. Our Bears 100. Again, this board is available to CSGO diehards. You can go in there, click on each player prospect. You get our notes, my notes, Nick's notes, Will's notes, Carm's notes. Um, my our, notes are the best notes. Those, Carm's are the best those notes. Those are the ones you want. Uh, there's anything we've written on these guys. If, if we've written about them, it's in there. If there's a video we've done on them, it's in there. Then there's links to highlights. And we're going to still keep adding over the next couple of days to those. But it's really a one-stop shop 
to a board that is 100 prospects that we think fit the Bears. So, you know, we we took the quarterbacks out. We skewed this. You know, we moved linebackers down because are they really going to draft a middle linebacker right now? Uh, probably not. So this board might look different if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, but this is for the Bears. This is a Bears show, and this is why we've put so much work into it. So now that we're here, one day away from the draft, I'm so excited. We're going to go through all 100 play. Well, not necessarily break down all 100, but we're going to unveil the whole 100 to you. Uh, real quick, we, we've got some super chats coming in already. I'm, I'm going to hold a couple of them, but uh, yeah. Mike, Michael Wagner uh, is uh, saying that he, he threw us five bucks to say, appreciate Adam giving me the A-plus on my mock draft this morning. Keep up the great work, guys. Yeah, so Michael, and he also has another comment in there and said he's getting killed on Twitter um, so Michael took <laughs> he took our big board and then he did the PFF mock draft simulation using just our board. So whoever's the best player available as he simulated the draft, he took. I think it looks great. I Twitter hates it though apparently. So I don't know. Whatever Twitter. Whatever Twitter. Listen, we've put a lot of work into it. It's obviously everybody knows it's an imperfect science. We won't know the answer to whether or not we were right for a while and nobody will remember us by then. So none of this really matters, but yeah, that's the most frustrating. <laughs> I literally was just on the phone with Jason McKee coming down here and we were talking about that. All the work you put into the draft, it feels like a crapshoot at the end of the day. It's like the least rewarding thing because a, if they draft 10 players, we'll be lucky if six of them are even on this board. We're, we're going so to get 6%. Like hit rate versus the work that went into it, I, and then maybe three of those players will be decent. Maybe one will get a second contract. Who did? Well, yes, all that's true, but <laughs> none of that's none of that matters. It's 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 the it's the process. It's getting to know the guys. They're going to be in the league. You're yeah, going to get you're going to get to experience all of it uh, in a way that you haven't because we put in this work. Uh, who did who did the simulation take for the Bears? Um, let's see. I'll pull it up here. So he had Skaronsky. Okay, with the first pick, which uh, PFF gave an A+. Plus. Adam Hogue gave an A+. Plus. Twitter <laughs> gave an F. Bears Twitter brags his people. The leader of hashtag Bears Twitter, F. Braggs is also in the comments saying, why didn't you do 200? Well, look who just volunteered to do the next 100. There you go. Coming up tomorrow, special episode before the draft where Braggs unveils 101 through 200. Listen, Braggs has got all the time in the world on his hands. There's no reason why he couldn't do that. If he was dedicated to this show and this outfit, he would absolutely um, raise his hand and volunteer to do 101 to 200. There we go. He's on it. There it is. Done and done. That's the, that's, the, that's the teammate that we need over here. Yeah. The guy couldn't name one player top 200. It's wow. okay. He by the end of today he'll have it down. Yeah, I and believe. I believe it. But he won't have any opinions on any of them because he's not a draft expert, oh, which he right. wants everybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move mess around. Of course, let's jump in. Um, we're gonna start at one, get to one hundred. We'll probably spend more time here off the top, obviously. But here is our top ten. I feel like I'm David Letterman right now doing a top ten list. Uh, no surprise at the top. Will Anderson. Not going to be a bear. He'll probably be long gone. Number two, you hate him. You don't love him. You call him T-Rex. You're ridiculous. He is number two on our board, Peter Skaronsky. It feels a little off, 
But when you combine everything that's going on with everyone below him, uh, I can I can see how we got there. Those are the cleanest two prospects in the draft, I would say. Do we agree uh, on that? Not fully. I can't tell the one person in our voting system. I couldn't see who was voting. Hate Skaronsky. Is that you, Nick? Um, I, it's that not that I hate Skaronsky. I I just don't like him at tackle. But I think he's the he's the best offensive line prospect in this draft. Okay. So the first two you were saying cleanest, completely agree with that with Will Anderson and Pierce Skaronsky. But at tackle, like there's probably a good chance he moves the inside eventually. But best offensive lineman prospect in this draft is Pierce Skaronsky, hands down. I would quibble with our board in that if there's one guy on that top 10 that I absolutely believe is going to have a phenomenal career, it's, it's Bijan. Um, yeah. Now, so, there, and there's people asking, and it's a fair question, like how does, what factors into this? So the simplest way to think about it is you factor in everything and you think about if you're on the clock, which player would you take above the other one? Does this is for, it's also for the Bears, so we're not doing QBs. If anybody's confused about that. Yeah, no, this is the Bears board. QBs are not in there. Um, yes, Jalen Carter's character concerns are factored in there. We all voted on where we thought he would. Everyone but one person, and we're going to get to that in a second, had Jalen Carter still first among defensive tackles. I also want to point out, Corey Wooten voted on, he was part of this when it came to offensive tackles interior O-line, interior defensive line, and edge rushers. So he voted on those four positions and, quite frankly, uh, put a extra weight on his on his uh, votes because he knows the, you know, and played it at the NFL level. He had Skronsky as his number one guy as well, so that carried some weight, and that's part of what pushed him up all the way to number two. And because, this is another thing I was going to bring up, Wooten has Kalijah Cansey ahead of Jalen Carter. So that pushed Carter down overall too, at least to number three, while I feel like the rest of us are very, very comfortable. And by the way, he still had Carter second. So I think, I don't want to speak for Woot, but I think that still means he's comfortable with the Bears taking him if he's the best player available at number nine. But that's part of just me explaining how we got to where we got on this board. And also, if you scroll down to number eight there, why Kalijah Kansi's in our top ten. Nick loves him. He's talked a lot about him. And Corey Wooten has him as his number one interior guy. Um, so that's why Cansey is as high as he is on this board. Personally, I wouldn't have him in the top 10, but I still like him. And so that's just, just I don't know, Nick, if you want to talk about Cansey a little bit. Explain you yourself, Nick. Yeah, I think Kalaja Cansey, you guys, his, his biggest knock is his arm length right now and the size that he plays at. But you see him overcome those things at the college level with speed and hand quickness. And if the Bears are able to get him, you know, in a trade back scenario, I think that would be an ideal fit for a three tech. And you just got to see how he translates to the next level. Didn't have him above Jalen Carter because if you're just looking at the size, obviously, like Jalen Carter is going to succeed because he does have that to his benefit. But Kalijah Kansi does a lot of things well, and he just dominated at the college level, you guys. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing where he goes if it's not the Bears. He is my favorite prospect in this entire draft. So regardless of what ends up happening, I think I'll be watching a lot of Kalijah Kansi in the NFL. When, when you get a combo of both Nick and Woot going so hot on him and uh, you know he's got that pit lineage, which is no one thinks he's going to be the next Aaron Donald. That seems a little bit crazy, but I am, I'm very interested – 
I'll be paying attention to Kalijah. And, and if Woot, he's Woot said that, didn't yeah, he? he compared him to him. Yeah, so he he's the next Aaron he's, Donald. But here's the thing about the Aaron Donald comps, and this is why I am not. I like Cancy. You know, if he's there when the Bears, even if the Bears were to end up with an earlier second round pick, and he's there, I would I would take him with the emphasis the Bears need on that position. Um, but I got a little insight. Like this Aaron Donald comparisons, I, I get it. I mean, there's a lot of you watch the tape, you look at how relentless he is, how how he uses that his smaller size to to his benefit with his leverage mm-hmm. and he's just you know the production is great we're talking about a guy that was unbelievably productive at Pitt I get all that the part we can't really measure is sort of the intangibles and I did get some insight that there's whatever whatever is inside Aaron Donald that has like turned him into the monster that he is on the football field that relentlessness um, the persistence that grit that you're looking for I'm not so sure that Cancy has it to that level. And so, to me, I think he can be a really good player, but trying to put a ceiling on it that reaches anywhere near what we're talking about with Aaron Donald is is hard for me to do. And I also think it's going to limit him in the run game. So, you might see a guy that can shoot the gap and collapse pockets and really create that type of pressure, interior pressure that the Bears are looking for. But I don't know that you're going to get the same level of dominance that Aaron Donald has in the run game, which has sometimes been ridiculously picked apart on Twitter, uh, <laughs> which is not fair to Aaron Donald. Um, so that's just kind of where I'm at with Cancy. I like him a lot. Uh, I think I'd probably still have a first, late first-round grade on him. Obviously, Nick and Corey love him, which is great, and that's why this is a democracy, this big board. And that's why he ends up as high as he did. I'm just very interested in who the Bears are going to uh, pick, address between. Now. You're interested to see who the Bears pick. Well, I no, I'm. I, that's okay. Let me let me let me let me shorten up what I was just saying. Who the hell are they drafting? That's going to play on that defensive line. Are they going to be aggressive and trade up for a guy that can try to get Kalijah earlier and give up, you know, multiple of their 53, 61, 64 to move up to try to get him if he falls? Would they do something like that? Are are they going to pick a defensive player at nine and not go down or are they really just going to lean in and say I don't care about defense at all I just want to make our offense sing so we can feel extremely comfortable and get as many assets next year for the draft so we can attack that in free agency and also maybe go out and get Chase Young who's not who just got his uh, fifth year option declined by the Washington Commanders super injured but super talented I just think it's very. I, I, it'll be the draft will tell you a lot on how much they actually are from a Ryan Pohl standpoint, how much they're trying to win next year versus just make sure that they have the quarterback figured out completely. And we did get a super chat from Martin Ochoa about the Chase Young news, asking, uh, "Do you guys think he's a trade option for the Bears? Maybe in a trade back with Washington?" I mean. I guess maybe you would have to be very careful with the medicals on that. Um, I think it's insane they're declining the fifth-year option. I think it's a one-of-one one situation with the ownership in question right now and them selling the team. Otherwise, I can't. There's, oh, it's either that or he's got some serious, serious concerns about that knee going forward. And if it's that, then you don't trade for him. 
guys in uh in Indy, like there was a lot of crazy talk about Chase Young from like some of the you know late nights that we had there in Indianapolis. And I don't know if that's what's kind of going on with declining the fifth year option, but yeah, it's a guy obviously that would fit a need for the Bears, but wonder if there's other things to this that you know people just teams need to like look into with Chase Young. What can that's you reveal from those late night conversations without naming any names? What was being said, Nick? Yeah, just kind of the people that he was hanging around with. Um, I guess like the group that has kind of been with him for a while now. I don't know if that, again, I don't know if that's the reason why they're declining a fifth-year option, but there was just a lot of stuff being said about chasing him. Like, where's this even coming from? But now you kind of see the fifth-year option not being uh, taken up. So, but again, don't know if those are, uh, you can out some red flags and things that don't necessarily add up, which, which is, uh, Pretty good instinct sometimes when you're trying to piece these things together. I just like to throw out there: I have interviewed Chase Young. We had a great time. He made fun of my hair. I made fun of I don't know <laughs> what I did, but we had a nice back and forth. As a personality dude, in my ten minutes that I got to spend with him back in the day, I liked him a lot. So, you know what I've learned about Carm is if I was an athlete in this city, no, I would seek him out for an interview. I would be as friendly as I possibly can for 30 minutes. And from that point on, I would have them forever. Yeah. That's right. You would. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a puppy dog. If you pet me and you give me a little belly rub, I will remember you forever. And I'm coming back to you for a treat. That's right. And I will I'm, I, uh, admit it. Uh, if I have a good one-on-one with you, you're my guy. Unless you go completely rogue. And... To my knowledge, Chase Young hasn't done any of this. I wasn't privy to any of these late-night convos, so I don't know what Nick learned specifically that's really red flaggy. But, look, desperate times, desperate measures. Bears Bears need somebody to get to the quarterback at some point. That dude, when he was right, was crushing people, and then he got hurt. So, well, sure, if he's Lonzo Ball, then, okay, no, you can't do it. But, yeah. I mean, we need to see the medicals. Well, we'll get to uh, some other possible guys that can get to the quarterback here in our Bears 100. The last thing I want to point out from the top 10 that you may have noticed, Darnell Wright slipping in there at number 10. Um, it, it happened for, really, sort of the reason, the same reason Kalijah Kansi's in there. But Corey Wooten and I both have Darnell Wright number two. Uh Actually, then, um, let me just make sure that that's right. I believe, yeah, we have him ahead of Paris Johnson when it was all said and done. So that's why he ended. He's not ahead of Paris Johnson overall on our board, but he is in the top ten right there. And uh, in my free newsletter that just was published a couple hours ago, in my bold predictions, that was actually the pick I made for the Bears, Darnell Wright. And we were talking before the show, I was asking Adam, do you think that's at nine or do you think they're trading down and you're leaving that open? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pure right tackle for those who don't know Darnell Wright. He is a physical plug-and-play right tackle, doesn't have the positional versatility of Skaronsky if things don't go right or if the Bears add in different pieces that makes it more sense for them to play him elsewhere. Darnell Wright, right tackle, period, end of story. Which allows you to keep Braxton Jones. So that means that you're yeah. right. You're leaning into Braxton Jones at the left. Seems and I like guys maybe, too. Yeah. With with right, like his best three games, you look at it, it's against Georgia, and you have Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter, you have Alabama, Will Anderson, then LSU, BJ Elgilari. So he went up a lot of really high talented competition 
did pretty well at it. So Darnell Wright has been, I think, skyrocketing up uh, everyone's draft boards, especially the last three weeks here. Yeah. All right. So there's your top ten. Before we uh, keep going, we will be picking this up. We're not going to go through every single player, but we are going to show you the board uh, in tens, but do want to tell you about our friends at FOCO. You can get fitted out in the best sports gear around with hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. A lot of the stuff we have here on our set, courtesy of FOCO. Uh, it is spring. It is baseball season. You got Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game or really just for summer uh, to represent your team's the decorations we have uh, around here, Foco donated a few of these awesome pieces for our sets. Please go show them some love. You can check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Nick, I don't want to jump ahead, but this one could be for you. Shopping for an engagement ring can be intimidating, my friend. Wow. wow. There's a lot to know when making a big decision. Like finding that perfect engagement ring. That's why, whenever you get there someday, Nick, tomorrow, 10 years from now, that's why you should visit James and Sons Fine Jewelers, one of the largest family-owned independent jewelers in Chicagoland. They've been in business since 1964. Maybe today. Yeah, today. The Sunderland family members are working in the stores every single day. Professional, no-pressure staff. You just come in there. You know, you, you tell them that you, you know, you've got $20, $28 to spend. They'll figure it out for you. By the way, when you stop in, you can have a beer or another tasty beverage. Or beverage just in relax. They want to make you feel at ease. Enjoy your engagement ring shopping experience. Massive selection. You can go anywhere here with their stunning engagement rings. Top designers, including Takori, Lana, um, Hearts of Fire, Hearts on Fire, excuse me. Uh, James and Son carries both natural and lab-grown diamonds. You can compare them side to side if you can even tell the difference. I personally definitely cannot tell the difference, but... You know, maybe you can. They offer the James and Sons no BS warranty with all kinds of perks at no extra charge on every engagement ring. So, and here's a question for you. By the way, four Chicagoland locations, Lincoln Park, Naperville, Orland Park, Cherylville, Indiana. Online also, jamesandsons.com. And here's a question for you. Will the Bears find a gem during this 2023 NFL draft or maybe a ring later on this year? Let's go crazy. Let's get that ring later this year. Or next year. Elevate your engagement ring shopping experience. Find the perfect ring at an incredible value at James and Sons Fine Jewelers. Visit jamesandsons.com to get started today. Nick. Bragg saying Nick Nick is proposing after the Bears draft B. John Robinson per sources. Um, <laughs> Jacob says Nick to announce the ninth overall pick and proposing at the same time tomorrow night, calling it now. <laughs> Wow. Possible. <laughs> Looks like I'm going to have a busy uh, couple of days here uh, for me. <laughs> but uh, now I know where to go. Appreciate it, uh, Mark, for, no for problem, giving brother. us all the great insight. I lost it now, but someone else said that uh, Carm should be buying a ring for Bijan. It's a decent consideration. I could, you know, go to jamesandsons.com for my guy Bijan if yeah. that indeed does happen. Uh, By the way, we also have to do our uh, DraftKings play of the week. Yes. And uh, since we were just talking about Darnell Wright, I just looked up the odds for the number nine overall pick. Okay. The favorite right now, plus 225, Darnell Wright. Mm. 
Sometimes I just look at Hogue and I'm like, do you know something? Who have you talked to? Who? How are you getting this information? Why all of a sudden is darn all right you're putting out newsletters and, and talking on the show so confidently? I think he knows something. And now he's, now he's well, leaning on DraftKings. I have, I have admittedly not checked the DraftKings odds. Uh, bad job by me, you know, over the last few days. I don't know if this has changed. I certainly don't have that much power and shouldn't. So, but that is interesting. I did not know. He, I, I honestly, I did not know until right now when I just checked this while you were doing that glorious James and Sons read that he was now the favorite at number nine, which by the way, is not tied to a team. You just, mm-hmm. you go on DraftKings and you check, you know, just by pick. So if the Bears trade out of there, I would assume that, you know, the team trading up is probably not trading up for Darnell, right? So you could like do a Will Levis at plus 2,000. And if the team trades up and takes him there, boom. I'm looking forward to talking about Will Levis later in this program when we get to a certain segment of the program. Will Levis plus 150, by the way, to get drafted at number two now. That's insanity. That's crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm make it happen. Let's go. That's interesting. Did you make a bet on it? No, I am just think it's hilarious. Some Yeah. Let's go. Let's go, Houston. Trade out. Someone's coming up to get that too to get Will Levis. Good luck with that. Will Levis. All right, it's All possible. Right. All right, let's keep it moving with the uh, the board here. Our CHO Bears one hundred, looking at number eleven through twenty. Jackson Smith and Jigba coming in at number eleven, and only two spots later, Zay Flowers. We do not have a whole lot of separation between these two guys. I think we like Zay Flowers. Uh, more than most, although I would not be surprised if he's this high on a number of teams' boards. I, th- I think Zay Flowers is one of those players that uh, might be more popular with some teams than he might be publicly, if that makes sense. Miles um, Murphy, the edge rusher from Clemson, coming in at number 12, not in our top 10. Uh, my issue with him is he just never seemed to get better. We're talking about a stud recruit, decorated, came in, made an impact pretty quick, but like sort of stalled out. And I'm not a huge fan of players like that. I just get a little nervous about it. I do think that there's a pretty high floor there. Like I, th- I think Miles Murphy's going to stay in the league and be a solid starter, but a uh, little worried about the ceiling. We spent a lot of time internally talking about Nolan Smith who ultimately comes in at number 16. At one point, I even moved him to linebacker because we're trying to make this bear specific. And I am really not sold that he is a put-your-hand-on-the-ground, 4-3 defensive end. I also can't deny the talent. And I also sit here every year and say, draft football players, draft good football players, find a spot for them. And Nolan Smith is certainly one of those guys. So he still comes in at number 16 here. Um Carm or Nick, you can jump in if you have anything you want to point out here in, the, in this group of players. I would just say the one guy in that group that I think can be absolutely elite is the guy that you were just talking about. Now, he feels uh, – will he be able to bring his size, 230-some-odd pounds, into the NFL, get to the quarterback at edge and or at linebacker? Will he, be, will he, will he get drafted in the right place, be schemed properly, all that type of stuff? It does – but he's the only guy out there that's getting com- being compared to Micah Parsons, who uh, we would kill to have on the Chicago Bears. So I, I find I find that super interesting, and I do wonder at least 
one percent of me if the Bears have any love on Nolan Smith and like that could be a stunning pick at nine. I doubt it, but I I, I would I would be I, I probably would jump out of my seat if they did that and I would jump say that I believe in you, Ryan Pulse, because you're that would be a bold ass take. For me, you guys, I'm looking at the last two guys that rounded out our top twenty there, which Amir Gibbs and Emmanuel Forbes. We were just talking about obviously B. John Robinson being the best running back in this class, but in number nineteen we have Jameer Gibbs down there who could do a lot of Good things on the football field, can split them out wide, can run between the tackles, and is a guy that provides versatility to an offense. So not too far away from uh, the best running back in the class. And then Emmanuel Forbes is is interesting because he does have all of the production in terms of turning over and taking away the football. His frame is a little interesting when you look at him at the size that he is, but he's a playmaker on defense. So he comes in, I think, is our fourth cornerback on the list so far but those two guys like that's quality football players there right at the end of the top 20 and like Jameer Gibbs the guy that if the Bears are draft him on day two you know I, I think I'd really like that pick because of the versatility you can provide for an offense six pick sixes six yeah. of them yeah I the more um Emmanuel Forbes we're talking about for yeah those who don't I know. mean look when guys rise on our board it's mainly just because we're just getting around to really doing a deep dive on them there's so many prospects and we do not spend our entire year doing this so there's definitely a little cramming going on but in the case of Emmanuel Forbes I think he's somebody that we all kind of took a closer look at in the last few weeks as we got into our cornerbacks and we're like holy shit I mean (laughs) 35 pass breakups 14 interceptions six of those interceptions went for touchdowns four of those pick sixes were over 59 yards in return yardage uh in tons of experience with 36 games yes he's thin yes you normally don't have uh, 165 pound corners but only missed one game in college so he's proven to be durable at the same time so i i just at the end of the day i think we overthink this sometimes and this just is like okay uh, and, and then we voted it out and that's where he ended up at number 20 Nick, I want to ask you about Lucas Van Ness landing at 18. He kind of had the opposite effect. He sort of fell off, I felt like, as we move more and more players up. And you kind of do the either-or game as you're setting your board, right? You're like, well, if we're in a situation where it's Nolan Smith or Lucas Van Ness, who are you taking? And I think we all kind of at the end were like, yeah, Nolan Smith just seems like he's better overall, mm-hmm. even if he's not the best scheme fit. What did you think about Lucas Van Ness landing at 18? This is highway robbery. That's what this is, you guys. With no, no, Lucas Van Ness is going to be a good football player. But when you look at the guys ahead of him, like again, let's go back to Nolan Smith. Like overall, as a football player, and if you were to put Nolan Smith, like maybe at that that will linebacker position, even though he didn't play that at Georgia, like that's a guy. That's just an athletic freak out there. That I think you can you could still mold that to be a very productive player. And Lucas Van Ness, I think he has a lot of upside. Best football is ahead of him. But the way we kind of went with our board, I'm all right with him being at 18. I've I've seen a bunch of other boards, too, where they kind of have him overall. But I think, too, like that's a player that fits the Bears, what they want in the 4-3 scheme, and the Bears draft him. You know, uh, I'll I'll like that pick. Yeah. um, Before we get to that, I've seen – I've seen the, some comparisons in the comments here that Lucas Van Ness is Shane McClellan. I don't see that at all. Um, Where do you think he's going to play? Well, the problem with Shane McClellan was that he, they, they tried to take a 3-4 edge rusher and put him into a 4-3 defense, mm-hmm. and he wasn't big enough or strong enough to, to – 
puts his hand on the ground. And Lucas Van Ness is plenty big, plenty powerful. He looks like a 4-3 DN. He can even play inside. So I don't really see the comps there. Um, I think the the issue with Shea McClellan was they, they, they drafted him into the wrong scheme. And obviously, I don't know, you know, there were some limitations there. I don't know what really worked out elsewhere on top of that. Um, Maybe that's what people are getting at with Lucas Van Ness. I just think he needs more of a pass rush plan. He can mm-hmm. win with power, but he needs more polishing. And you just don't know if that's ever going to click. I do like his size. Um, I do like that power that he has. I I think that, you know, I don't care that he didn't start games. That's a weird thing that Iowa does that we've talked about. So I still like him, but, yeah, he, he fell off a little bit and ended up at 18 on our list. Let's go to the next uh, – group of of players if we can as we keep it moving along we're going to number 21 through 30 um we are now in the group of players that if you go on our board and where we have a little bit more detail you'll see that we've gone now from players that we have first round grades on to first or second round and and then by the time you get to osiris torrance at 27 he's actually uh, the start of where guys are just sort of in the second round. So the the reason I want to point that out is we do not have, um, in fact, we only have 18 total players with firm first round grades on. From the people I've talked to around the league, I think that actually represents sort of where teams are on this too. Mm-hmm. I think if you're drafting in the 20s right now, you're reaching for players that are truly first rounders. And that's where this draft this year isn't necessarily top-heavy. And so it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. But we start with John Michael Schmitz, who, look, there were some jostling around with these offensive linemen, especially interior guys, once we got Corey Wooten's rankings. um, Because, for example, he has Osiris Torrance as his number one interior old lineman. I have concerns about Osiris Torrance. I think he's going to be a really good player for some team. I don't necessarily see him as a scheme fit for the Bears' outside zone running scheme. Spoiler alert, Corey Wooten knows knows way more about uh, line of scrimmage football than I do, so I'm going to trust him on that. But that's sort of where we had one of these things where we were on the opposite ends. a few days ago, we had Joe Tipman ahead of John Michael Schmitz. Now he's seven spots behind. So ultimately, at the end of the day, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, the center, is the highest interior guy on our list. I like Torrance a lot, and I think it's just interesting, the, the rhetoric coming out of the Bears yesterday with Ian Cunningham, um, you know, just as he looked at the offense line. Number one, saying that they might double dip. He didn't rule that out, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, he's – not trying to say a whole lot yesterday, but he did throw that in there. That was interesting. So, I mean, it's it seems like a very wide range of where Osiris could go, but I, I do wonder if, uh, you know, if the, if the Bears wait, uh, even though, as you just put out, he's not necessarily a great scheme fit. His his tape is impressive, man. I, I, I think he's going to have an, a very, very solid career. Uh, For me, guys, I was looking at the yeah. uh, interior defensive line there. We have... Keanu Benton and then Adetamawa there and that I mean look they're one spot difference right but for me just kind of looking at Adetamawa and how they played him in Northwestern there's a lot of time where he was outside the tackle when we're, we we think here he's going to play primarily as that three tech position and Keanu Benton's a really good football player but for me I just think Adetamawa Adibare 
gives you more upside at the the position and that get off and that leverage he plays with. For me, I would have switched those two. Like now looking at our board, like I think that's where some one where I would uh you know disagree a little bit with the potential he can play with at the next level. Yeah, and that's where again uh, Wooten's Wooten was really high on Keanu Benton. I like Keanu Benton, but I did have Adetamawa higher. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I mean that it it's a consensus board. It is not unanimous, Carm. Definitely not unanimous <laughs> at this point in the board. Hundred percent uh, not. I found that very interesting, though the boost that Benton got and um, to have him that high. I would imagine that we have him higher at twenty-two than than most teams do. Mm-hmm. Um, also, may, maybe the same for Adetamo. There's certainly been some some whispers that there could be a team that takes him in in the first round. On that board too was the lone safety in the entire draft that people like. So. Does he get overdrafted, Brian Branch? Does he get underdrafted? I, yeah. You know, I, 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 that's obviously a very, very small need for the Bears, but do they look at Eddie Jackson as, uh, you know, they want to pay him? I'm assuming they do. They liked what he did last year, had a great year, and he's not, you know, a huge contract, but it, it, I just things that Cram wonders about now calling myself Cram, which is <laughs> offensive to me. <laughs> You just offended yourself? Yeah. Uh, real At quick. some point, they're going to need Eddie's replacement. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Real quick, because I can hear people in their car listening to the podcast screaming. They can't see the list. Uh, so, 21, John Michael Schmitz. 22, Keanu Benton. 23, Adetamwa Adabore. Number 24, who Carm was just talking about, Brian Branch, our top-rated safety. Uh, 25, Quinton Johnson, our third wide receiver Jordan Addison coming in at 26 he's number four on our wideout list then 27 Osiris Torrance 28 Joe Tipman uh center from Wisconsin and then 29 Darnell Washington the tight end out of Georgia Luke Musgrave number 30 on our list the tight end out of Oregon State um and again we're, we're trying to get through this we're talking about certain guys uh check out the full the, f- the full top 100 can be seen at uh, if you're a diehard at allchgo.com. Just texted with my guy Dan Hampton today. Humble. Just throwing, throwing that out there. He likes Quinn Johnston. Yeah? Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. It's an inexact science out there. I, that just that you know, Him versus Jordan, who do you like more? At one point, that was like the consensus number one receiver on the board. Now he's like fifth. Dude can't catch. Doesn't use his hands well. Eh. TCU playing in championship games. They had to have some good players out there. I don't know how they got there. Well, he's one of those players where if you look at a highlight reel of him, you're like, God, draft this guy first overall. And then you look at the full tape, and it that's you got to get the full picture. Are you accusing 99 of just watching highlight tapes? He will come down here and fight <laughs> that's you. That's actually <laughs> not what I was saying, but... I guess that came out that way. So, yeah, now I'm scared. All right. Um, the uh, next group, and by the way, we ended the last one with Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave. We start 31 with Michael Mayer. Those three tight ends were virtually tied in our voting process and how we put it together. So, I mean, really choose your flavor of ice cream there. Uh, all three are a little different could fit different offenses in different ways. About, Ultimately, Darnell Washington. Get a little Washington. Neapolitan. Get a little. Mm. All <laughs> yeah. three. Just all three. Don't want the strawberry. Yeah. Who's the strawberry? That's rude. Brian Brzee. Dude's. <laughs> oh, no, we're talking about the three tight ends. <laughs> he's still the strawberry in this list because he's 
the injury issues. But if of the of the tight ends, good question. Let's see here. So Brzee is number thirty two, thirty three. B J Ojulari uh, out of LSU. Steve Avila, the interior offensive lineman from TCU, getting a nod over my guy Cody Malk. How did we let this happen? Malk is the chocolate all day long in the Neapolitan. <laughs> This guy's so good. Always reliable. Uh, 36, Dewan Jones from Ohio State. 37, Darius Rush, who I want to talk about a little bit. 38, Clark Phillips, the corner out of Utah. 39, wide receiver Rushy Rice, my guy, out of uh, Southern Methodist University. And then number 40, edge rusher that Woot gave some love to, and I like him too. This was definitely... um, Kind of a late riser for me, somebody that I've, the more and more I looked at him in the last week or so, I really like Derek Hall from Auburn. So let's start with um, with Darius Rush, though, who I really, I put him in my uh, newsletter today, my Bears Things newsletter, as a Bears Fit guy. Uh, not that he hangs out with Nick at Bears Fit. He just, he just fits the Bears and the hits philosophy. Um, great speed, great length. Tested well athletically, uh, was at the Senior Bowl. We've talked about him before. He was a practice player of the week at the Senior Bowl. Character off the charts. Uh, coaches love him. He also was a former wide receiver who like, kind of struggled with wide receiver. They finally moved him to the corner just last year in 2021, and his career took off. So um, I think there's a lot to like there about Darius Rush, and I could see him being a fit for the Bears. Yeah, he was somebody at the Senior Bowl that, you know, he obviously won Senior Bowl Player of the Week, but consistently through the practices, too, he showed that aggressiveness, the instincts. His first career interception or first interception last season shows all the instincts you like out of a corner. He jumps the route, returns the ball 68 yards, almost should have scored on the play. I, I had him knocked down there in my notes, but just guy who plays with instincts. And so you can get him on, you know, Day two, late day two pick. Darius Rush makes a lot of sense for the Bears. I like dudes who played a lot of sports. He's one of those guys. He also... Um, Carmen likes dudes that play a lot of sports. I like... And whenever I read... And by the way, Hogue... <laughs> these are what you get in Carm's notes. Yes, these are what I do. I, did he play basketball or did he not play basketball? And that matters to me. Eddie, can you dunk? Great. Now, now we know we got a significant athlete... Uh, Darius is interesting. I do it. If I was to bet on the, I, I made a bet on the show that the bears are not going to take a running back. I would bet that they are going to take a corner at some point. I think they absolutely are going to add into that room. So maybe this will be the guy. Um, I also want to point out Derek Hall. Do we talk about Derek Hall at all? On the show recently, we, I think we did yesterday. For a we second. draft, I drafted him with the last pick in our mock draft, Derek Hall. That's what. Did, uh, did we get into his pick. story though about how he like shouldn't even be alive? We did not. So he was born. There's the preemie, right? Four months premature, twenty three mm-hmm. weeks. It's, it's crazy. Put that into some type of context. My son was born at thirty two and a half, um, but it was kind of I don't want to say funny, but so he. He weighs two pounds, nine ounces, which sounds like nothing. Well, my son was down to three pounds, two ounces. So I'm like, looking at this, I'm like, at 23 weeks, 
He's actually massive at two pounds. No wonder he turned into an amazing football player. I'm obviously having some fun with this, but seriously, that's actually pretty good size for 23 weeks. I mean, really should not have survived. His mom was literally given, like, the choice. Do you want to fight this or or not? And they did, and he grows up to, to be this long, talented football player. It's an incredible story, and any preemie is going to get moved up my board, obviously. He- yeah, I mean, with the, with the connection to James and your family and, and his talent and everything else put together and the story period, I'm all in. Let's if go. the Bears draft him, I'm getting a Derek Hall jersey. Let's go. James. Seriously, let's <laughs> right go. Away. I mean, that's that would be – if for nothing else here on draft day, can we just get some great stories that we can talk about? We're going right. to be on the air for seven hours tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> Friday. Six hours tomorrow. Is it going to be that It's going to fly by. It's not first. I'm not. I, I'll, I'll go 24 hours. I, I'll never I stop talking. I'll be asleep. <laughs> but I'll go Friday, four. <laughs> Friday night. Friday night could be a five and a half hour show. No, so Gary not. Ross, be ready to step in. No, it does. it's not. It's going to. Seven minutes in between seven, second rounders. Five fly. minutes in between third rounders. It Do flies by. It'll fly by. <laughs> fly by. We'll be done by 11. I hope, I hope we go to midnight. All right, um, next group, starting at 41, going to 50, Mozzie Smith out of Michigan, comes in at 41, Anton Harrison at 42, the tackle from Oklahoma, wide receiver Jalen Hyatt, we got back-to-back wide receivers here, Hyatt from Tennessee, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati, number 45, Keely Ringo from Georgia, uh, 46, Deontay Banks, 47. Another great reason why we have this glorious database that we can look at. I love this group. There's a lot of guys in here that I find super interesting, and Jalen Hyatt's at the top of that list. Felix Anyudike Uzama. We put the pronunciations in here, too. He puts it on his Twitter. He, want, he, he understands that it's tough. Dude's got his Twitter literally has, Ooh, has, has his name phonetically spelled. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, but he's a fun player with a high motor. He comes in at 47. Josh Downs, the wide receiver from North Carolina, at 48. couple edge rushers rounding out our top 50, Will McDonald and Keon White. Sign me up for Josh Downs, too. You want to add to that receiver room? Undersized, but overworked. This dude is... Yeah, his production was insane. His production's insane. His dad played in the NFL. His mom is weeping talking about him in a video that I watched on the guy. He doesn't stop working. His his sister is like a mechanical engineer doctor and like yeah, probably does studies 12 hours a day. And she's like, Josh is the hardest worker I've ever seen in my life, and it's not even close. I would. He wanted to go to Carolina rather than going to the standard schools because he wanted to make a name for himself. Josh Downs is an interesting dude. Can I give you a team to watch on Josh Downs? Sure. Carolina? Detroit. Do you know why? Nope. Mm. Josh (laughs) Downs' uncle is current Lions defensive backs coach, Dre Bly. I did know that and forgot. Okay. (laughs) I hate that. He doesn't want to be a lion. He wants to be a bear. Um, can I give you I, I one one move we made late that I, I'm really glad we did? Um, I think a slightly better version of Josh Downs is Tyler Scott from Cincinnati. Scott um, came in at 44, uh, four spots ahead of Downs. He is smaller like Josh Downs, but he has better speed, better separation. He's a deep ball catcher. I mean, you want to plug him into the Bears offense where – 
Justin needs some more guys to catch the ball downfield with his arm and his deep ball ability. Um, I love the idea of adding Tyler Scott to the Bears, the way he tracks the ball downfield. Um, he's a great gunner on punt, so he can play right away, even if he's only on the field in like sub packages as a rookie when you want to go deep. Blocks well. I like Tyler Scott. Okay. I'm down with Tyler Scott. Have you watched Jalen Hyatt's tape? I'm sure you have because you've watched everything. You're Adam Hogue. <laughs> Jalen Hyatt, that dude's running wide open all the time. Yeah. We have him one yeah. spot ahead of Scott. I mean, he is, and he is fast as hell. He is five yards behind the cornerbacks. It's not just because he's fast. He's And, and Hennon Hooker had some dudes to throw to, by the way, uh, when you're breaking that thing down. Tennessee was loaded. But I I don't know. The Bears won a Super Bowl once. It was like 1985, I think, and they had this receiver from Tennessee who was also a, a speed demon in Willie Galt. Galt, hi, Bears, Super Bowl. Let's go. Okay. You want to talk about the guy nice that connection got from Tennessee last year? Oh, Bayless. No, no. But <laughs> come on, Bayless. You're, you're fine. He was only there for a year. Different story. All right. Um there's our top 50. We still got 50 to go through. We're going to go through them a lot faster to wrap up the show. But yeah. also, uh, I was driving down here. Nice sunny day in Chicago. Had the Shady Rays on. So I'm talking about. On the way down. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for warm weather with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product. Just as good as any expensive pair we've worn, durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure, adventures, and they have the most insane protection of all, all of eyewear because if I got so frustrated with the Kennedy traffic today that I just chucked my glasses out the window because I couldn't handle it anymore and it got run over by a semi, they would replace it because they have lost and broken replacements for every pair of Shady Rays. Uh, when you use code CHGO, you lose or break a pair. Day one, they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. And Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange it for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Wow. All right, you guys. That was great. Shady Rays. Amazing. Tell everybody about DraftKings, though, you guys. And it's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. Super simple. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. I've been taking advantage of that, and I've actually been winning, you guys. It's been really nice to actually have that for a change. And you can open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And I know we gave our bets earlier in the show, but I like Jimmy Butler going over 30 and a half. And over five and a half rebounds to close out the series with the heat on the money line plus a thousand. So do it. I've been hot lately. But first, what you got to do, you got to download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. 
Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-88-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Good job, Nick. Way to go, Nick. <laughs> do you want to do a DraftKings Player of the Week, or should I? Didn't, didn't we already Literally, we've already done it twice. <laughs> you did it twice? What was the yes. second one? The one he just did. <laughs> just I didn't hear it at the start. I, <laughs> <laughs> I definitely He gave you out. Jimmy Butler over points and rebounds. Okay, my bad. I definitely tuned out. And let's, uh, I went to, I just, you know, something happened over here. I don't even know what happened, honestly. <laughs> Brain shorted out. <laughs> Good job, Nick. Love uh, you, Nick. Got all you. right. Um... Uh, hit the like for me, please. Yeah, Lawrence needs some like, likes today. I can I mean, just like see we're it under a hundred likes right now for the top one hundred day. Come uh, on, man! Yeah, just messed up. One hundred. We did a hundred draft profiles. How about two hundred? Hit the like button if you appreciate the fact that Hogue's been staying up to one in the morning doing whatever the hell he's been doing for the last month. <laughs> well, we're trying to tell them what I've been doing. Look at Nick just bragging with his energy drink. Look at that! The sip of the energy he took right. Hanging out with Justin Fields and his C4. Hey, we almost had We're Justin like Fields on this show once. No, we didn't. That pissed me off. He gave so me the much. fist bump. It's on video. We yeah. have it. It's documented. Where's RG? Is he coming to the draft show tomorrow? I don't think so. <laughs> he should, though. He should. Just let, for those who are coming out to Joe's on Wheat Street, by the way, tickets still on sale. You can get in for 15 bucks. That's not a drink package, but and I, I'm not sure if we have any drink packages left. I know we have some Friday still, but I'm not sure about Thursday. Regardless, though, you could still get in for 15 bucks and hang out with us and, you know, yeah. get, and, the, get the cash bar. And um, some upper management uh, will be coming in from all cities. So if you see any of them, if you can just go up to them and say, like, Carm and Hogue and Nick are doing a great job, that'd be great. <laughs> I'd really appreciate that. And Lawrence. And Lawrence. Oh, hey, thanks. Don't worry about Braggs. <laughs> yeah, you don't Hitting Gregory. Oh, God, we got some mic problems here. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. So oh, yours. Okay. Mike is loose. The mic is loose. Is Krampa going to be drinking some cockies, according to asking questions from Logan Scott? Yes, Krampa is going to have at least two cockies. I don't know. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, back to the board. All right, uh, again, we're not going to go through all these players, but they're all available for you on the uh, on the draft board if you are CSO diehard. But um, not you know, right here at fifty one is somebody talking about Bears fits. Isaiah Foskey. The more homework I did on him, he's got the production. He broke Justin Tuck's uh, sack record at Notre Dame. Uh, he get, he forces fumbles, so he hits the takeaway on the uh, old hits philosophy. Team captain, he has a character. He plays with relentlessness. Got has the size, room to add more bulk to his frame too. I, th- I could see I could see him being a fit with the Bears. That's uh, interesting. So uh, I think that's a name to watch on day two. Isaiah Bosky from Notre Dame. Number 51. I mean, this is obviously the key area here with the Bears having three picks, 53 to 64, Yeah. Uh, if our board is remotely accurate. So 
Uh, I get excited on this list at 57. Tank Dell, Houston. Yep. His tape is sick. I like Tank. Um, also, back up to 52, I think Matt Bergeron somebody you got to keep in mind. Boring. Um, well, if they don't address Boring. tackle. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if they don't address tackle early, I think Bergeron could be in play uh, second okay. or third round. I was watching his tape yesterday. I'm like, okay, I'm not enough. Well, he, you know what, though? He actually is boring. He's in boring. A, in a good way. He's boring. He just, he's there at right tackle, and you don't have to think about him. There he just, is. He's just a solid, literally in our draft profile, just a solid player who would be a good pick in the third round. I'm down. Go ahead. Go get yourself some Bergeron. There you go. We'll talk about him for three seconds after they make that pick. Uh, Carl Brooks just skyrocketed. Up our board because Wooten loves them. That's the first time I've seen that name. Good job, Carl. <laughs> Carl Brooks? Yes. I'm, Bo- we've talked about him at least 16 times on yeah, the show. Yeah, okay. We've talked about a lot of guys. I, I know Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner. Give me a – I'm going to have a deep dive for you on Carl Brooks by the time we start the show tomorrow. Okay. Are you going to get it from our draft Probably. database? Probably, but I might yeah. go a little deeper. I always go deeper yeah, once okay. I get in there. Jervon Dexter, also boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Car made it to 50 words there, Mark. <laughs> we're, we're proud. Of All right, let's go to 60 uh, and keep it moving here. Uh, Tucker Craft, the tight end. No, that's 60. I'm sorry, 61. Yes, Tucker Craft rounded out our last board, number 60. 61, uh, we got a couple of running backs here on the top, and it's Devon A-Chain. He is off the A-chain. Not boring. Very exciting. Would yeah. love it. Speedster, track star at a and uh, Love the character. Can kick return. He came in as RB3 on our list. Just ahead of Tajay Spears, who we've talked a lot about as well. So a couple running backs there. Cam Mitchell from Northwestern at number 63. Could be in play. Uh, if the Bears want to go Northwestern, Northwestern, Northwestern. Great idea. Yeah. The car mock draft. One win. <laughs> um, here we got some linebackers that popped in here. Drew Sanders, I believe, is our LB1. Now, part of this was just because, look, you you spent money on Tremaine Edmonds. I don't – I could see them drafting uh, some depth at will, the will linebacker spot potentially. So that's where I think Drew Sanders, Trent Simpson could potentially come in play. But that's why these linebackers have been pushed down so much, and partially why you don't see Jack Campbell this high or even LB1 because he's more of a Mike, and I think that that's kind of a reach. So this is how our board is skewed, especially to fit the Bears and the kind of the thought and conversations we had around it. Um, Jair Brown is somebody I'd keep an eye on. Played with Jaquan Brisker, is really close with Jaquan Brisker, and is said to basically be the Jaquan Brisker of this year's Penn State team. So if they like Jaquan Brisker last year, you'd think they would like Jair Brown this year. And so if you're going to have that conversation about potentially what's next after Eddie Jackson, maybe pairing Brisker and Brown back up could be an option. I like those stories. I'm just very disappointed in Jaquan Brisker this offseason. Oh, because he hates Michael Jordan? Dude just keeps tweeting about LeBron. It's just... We got, we got it. We got it. We're going to have to sit down with nine. He's worried Jordan's Olympic number. Kind of respect is that. Two time gold medal. Let's go. 
Brisker. Guys, real quickly, one guy I want to highlight, our number 70 guy, Tuli Tui Polatu from USC, the edge rusher. 13 sacks last season, but when you watch his tape, at 6'3", 266, he moves fluid for, for an edge defender. He, kind of, he has that same chop lock, jump chop lock move that you'll see from Aaron Donald, Robert Quinn. So he kind of stood out the more and more I was watching him. And you can get him later on in the draft. I think I, think I ended up taking him for one of my picks um, in, in our mock draft that we did. That'd be another player that maybe scheme fit. You wonder exactly how he's going to fit, but he's a good football player. And that's sometimes as easy as it comes down to it. You can take a guy like that. Yeah, glad you pointed him out too because we, uh, in, in my notes, I actually have him fitting the hits principle but kind of questioning if he's really an ideal 4-3 defensive end. But um, definitely those are the guys you should probably pay attention to. The next group, we start with uh, more edge defenders right off the top. Zach Harrison from Ohio State. Yaya Diaby from uh, Louisville. Best name ever. Um, who I think had a perfect RAS score, the relative athletic score. I think he was 10 out of 10. Um, so that's something to keep in mind. But he is about to turn 24 already. It was sort of a one-year wonder wild um, story for how long it took him to actually get to the point where he had a productive season. So, um, and then looking down the list, a couple more linebackers. Uh, Diane Henley from uh, Washington State, who I believe was at Colorado before the, uh, Nevada. He spent five years at Nevada before going to Washington State. And then uh, Nick Herbig from Wisconsin is in there. A couple more wide receivers with Marvin Mims and Jonathan Mingo. I like Mims more than Mingo, and I'm again. I think that those are two names too, who very well could wind up in that Bears room at some point here. Some wide receivers coming in here. I don't think they're done there, even though they've literally signed everyone. Come here, Equinemius St. Brown. Come on back. Come here, Dante Pettis. Where the hell's Nikhil Harry? <laughs> I think Marvin Mims might have the best highlights out of almost any of these wide receivers, you guys. Like Marvin Mims, you see some of the plays he's made last season. One-handers going up over defenders. It's it's pretty nuts when you watch his highlight tape. Yep. True story, baby. Um, and already, this doesn't surprise me, getting some pushback that we don't have Drew Sanders high enough. I get it. Look, Drew Sanders is going to go higher than 64. Mm-hmm. This is for the Bears. Right, like they just spent all this money on linebacker, and you got to think about it. Would you rather have Drew Sanders, or let's say at fifty three, who do we have at fifty three? Jaden Reed. Would, would, Another interesting candidate. Would, I mean, that's the question you have to ask yourself. Would you rather draft a linebacker who's going to be a backup this year, or do you want to give Justin Fields? another weapon, a wide receiver. Like, that's the question you have to have. That's why this board is skewed uh, and built for the Bears, and that's why he's lower. I get it. I I, I mean, I there's a lot of players I like. Drew Sanders, Osiris Torrance, guys who I think are going to be really good players for other teams. I just don't think they're the best fits for the Bears um, or, or would be as high up on their board. Do the Bears pay us for this? Have you talked to anybody over I there? actually, yeah, I have a couple sources at House Hall that told me this is the same board they're going to use. That's what I was figuring. I, I, mean, I figured once they saw us moving around, they were like, okay, now we're ready. Yeah. So, all right, let's go to 81. Corey Trice, the what? cornerback from Purdue, who's big. He's 6'3". He's almost 6'4". Tall, lanky, lanky corner. Um, Isaiah McGuire, who I think Nick likes. 
You're an Isaiah McGuire guy, Nick? Yeah, he was someone that uh, I think stood out there at the the Senior Bowl practice. That's where I first got uh, um, just an introduction to him. But he's also a guy that on the edge, too, like big body guy who actually has some pretty good get up, but definitely has that bull rush for for a guy who plays on the edge. So, yeah, Isaiah McGuire, late round pick or day two, end of day two. I like that pick. This is actually Greg Braggs' expertise area. It's too bad that Greg isn't on the show right now. Uh, but he is in the chat. He, I think he should actually lean in on Charbonnet and um, Shoemaker, who he was working on yesterday. But uh, he was. Real yeah, story. We gave Braggs some you, work to do. Yesterday. We did. We did. It was an amazing moment. Marte Mapu, <laughs> you were super excited about him before, earlier. Are you still there? I, I, I still am. I'm not sure how many people realize this, though. Marte Mapu, who we really liked at the Senior Bowl, I think the I think the Bears liked him at the Senior Bowl. He was making plays. He seemed like a hits guy. Um, hunting the football. At one point, Luke Getzey was mic'd up in practice and and like made a point of being like, dude, it was that back to back plays where he got the ball, his hand on the ball. Um, but I'm not sure how many people realize he actually suffered a torn pectoral muscle during the pre draft mm-hmm. process. Uh, wasn't able to participate in his pro day, so he's actually on the shelf right now. And and look, torn pecs you come back from, but you know if you draft Marte Mapu, you might. I don't know what the timeline is. We'll have to find out by, you know, whoever drafts him, but he might not be there when training camp starts. So, like, and I could see taking a spin on a guy like Mapu there, you know, late, because, you know, you're taking a spin on a talented dude. What's interesting to me about the whole injury thing right now with this draft, Tyree Wilson broke a bone in his foot and had a screw inserted. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a doctor, but that seems fairly significant to me. Yeah. And, like... There's speculation that he might go as high as two. Yeah. I, I, I think that's – I would have a lot of reservations about that. I need to see you – when you do something like that, i got to see you back on the field and playing before I, I – it, it soured me on Wilson. There's a lot of dudes that are are, are coming off injuries here too. Well, I, I get it late. I get taking swings late, but early it, it, would, it would make me very nervous. That's why we have um, – we have these little ambulance emojis next to players that have injury concerns. And, and maybe I need that right now. We have a golden football next to Marte Mapu because I like him so much, but I might need to change that to a, to, to an ambulance. No stone uh, unturned. Yeah. CHGO. We got go. it. Um, but don't remember though. That's why Eddie Jackson fell. He has a rod yeah. in his leg, which, which is exactly why I liked the pick at the time, because he would have been a first round guy. They got him in the fourth round. They were betting on the injury. It was, yeah. it was, a, I liked the bears philosophy on yeah. that. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, all right. Let's go to uh, what's our night? We're down to ninety. We made it. Uh, starting with ninety-one, At Perry, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest, um, rounding out the oh. linebackers. Our last guy, Demarvion Overshone, who I I tend to like a lot. I had to look that up. I thought that was a fake name. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's real. Um, by the way. Back to Mapu real quick. Um, some consider him to be a safety. He is somewhat undersized as a linebacker. I think he could be a will, though. Okay. So um, we still have him at linebacker, but uh, just something to keep in mind. And uh, let's see. Chase Brown from Illinois made it into our top one. Actually, three running backs here kind of snuck into the end. Uh, Chase Brown, Deuce Vaughn, who is Carm's guy, Eric Gray, 
uh, from Oklahoma. I saw somebody in the chat mention J.L. Skinner, the safety from Boise State. He was in the top 100. And then Woot came in with his interior line rankings with Emil Echior from Alabama. And we had to get him in the top 100. All so, right. sorry, uh, Darius Lockhart, in the comments, we appreciate you, but LJ Skinner fell out, and he thinks he's the best safety in the draft. We'll see, but um, Emil Echior from Alabama, who's been their starting right guard for three years now, uh, tons of experience, he enters in at number 88 on our top 100. Deuce Vaughn, I got a sleeper video that's coming out later today. Is he your sleeper? Because we were supposed to do that in this draft. Yeah. Uh, okay. So well, let me let me reset. Carm, who's your sleeper? In the so draft? my sleeper is Deuce Vaughn, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, uh, Adam. I appreciate that. So walk on at K State, five five, one hundred and eighty pounds. Think Darren Sproles. He has a run against Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Now, granted, he ran through a pretty significant size hole, but he took the he took it eighty eight yards to the house. That is Bama tracing after this 5'5 guy. Could not catch him. He is everything you want in a gadget dude. He's right now, he's he's getting ready for the draft. All he's doing is working on catching punts and doing that. So, by the way, the Bears could use that guy, right? Dante did fine, and and maybe Bayless will figure it out. But if you could get somebody dynamic doing it, that would be sweet. Uh, He he is just just super fun to watch. Great story. Super competitive. Also led all of college football in all-purpose yards last year. 1,800 plus. There you go. That's a pretty good stat. Deuce Vaughn, baby. Let's go. The deuce is loose. Just, I mean, can you imagine being a Bears fan? Can get, let's get Jeff Joniak being able to say, Vaughn is gone. He's electric. Something like that. You don't need to be giving Joniak calls. Vaughn is gone. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. You, you could take that. Guys, my sleeper, I'm going with the wide receiver, Cedric Tillman, out of Tennessee. It's a guy who missed six games last season um, due to an ankle injury that really inhibited him from doing what I think he's really capable of. He was, The previous season, he caught 64 passes for over 1,000 yards, but that's one of the bigger body re- wide receivers that when you're looking at this draft, the top-end guys, they're on a little bit of the smaller side out, outside of Quinn Johnson, who I'm not really big of a fan of, but – when you look at Cedric Tillman, how he's able to box out smaller DBs, and he was playing in an offense that I think was really advantageous for Jalen Hyatt, not for himself. He's going to have to slow things down, and I think that he'll get that at the next level. And he's our 10th wide receiver on our board, so Cedric Tillman will definitely be my sleeper for the Bears if they're looking to upgrade that position on day two of the draft. So for my sleeper, I think Mar- Marte Mapu could have been one of those guys, uh, but we talked about him already. I'll go with Carl Brooks, uh, who Carm says will have his full breakdown tomorrow. But um, <laughs> Car- Carl Brooks, almost 6'4", just under 6'4", 300 pounds. When you watch this guy, he, to me, he looks like he can be a three technique in the in the Bears defense. It's a little bit bigger. I think he has a versatility to play different some different spots. But the way he gets upfield – um, and shoot the way he specifically shoots gaps inside, which is what you need that three technique to do. I like his size, too, to play against the run. So um, from Bowling Green, Carl Brooks, he's one of the reasons, and, and Woot loves him, too, but he's up to number 54. Um, I have a feeling when the Bears, you know, make that that last pick on Friday night, um, 
that Carl Brooks could be sitting there on the top of our board at that point, or at least have the possibility to be near the top of the board. I don't know that you go. I mean, I would, I would take him there. We have a second slash third round grade on him, And so that's, that's the third round. I would consider it. I would do it. Um, so that Carl Brooks is my sleeper. Like it. Did you guys have anyone that you just like had to take off the board? Yeah, I have one, and it's actually uh, Mark's guy that he just talked about, Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> Out of just a guy that's five foot five, one hundred seventy nine pounds, and I get he, he's going to have a very limited role in the NFL, Mark. And obviously, you have to have something very specific to him. And he only has seven kick return attempts for one hundred forty five yards, all of which happened back in twenty twenty. So it's a guy that's very limited in what he can do. I would have put a guy like on our list like Michael Wilson out of Stanford, a wide receiver that I liked a lot. But if we're looking at our list, kicking Deuce Vaughn out of there. Did you hear how he said it too? Well, it was so superior to my football. Well, Mark. Yep. You just like you just <laughs> I felt like football god was just coming down on me. And I just got all little and tr- well, Nick. I'm talking about 99 out of 100 on our board. Um, can we? But I appreciate your concerns, and and that was a thing with with Bayless didn't really return a whole lot of punts, and they put him back there, and he was horrible at it. Imagine how that, <laughs> how that works. Yeah. Um, I'll give you mine. Uh, Luke Whipler from Ohio State Center. Um, he, he he. Some some people love him. Might have him up, you know, higher on the. But to me, he's only a center. He doesn't give you much versatility. I watched him. Nothing really wowed me. Um, has experience in outside zone. Athletics, athletic, you know, athlete-wise, he's just okay. So I, I couldn't put him in the top 100. We don't have him in the top 100. Um, so that's the one I would give there. Uh, my biggest flag on our board, and I, I like his talent, and I used him in our mock draft the other day because – you take a spin on talent, but I am, I would just huge concern with Brian Brzee. So, so much time off the field, but multiple injuries all across his body. Uh, I would be, I mean, the talent was overwhelming. Dude was, you know, top prospect coming into college, but I just would not touch him if I was, uh, uh, doing anything, but just taking a big swing and realizing that I might just, that, that it could come up completely empty. I think that's fair. I'm going to give you one more sleeper or two before we get these super chats and close out the show. Um, McClendon Curtis from Chattanooga. If you're looking for like a late round offensive lineman, we saw polls take a number of swings on offensive linemen late last year. One of them worked out with Braxton Jones. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes that approach again. Um, but we're talking about a massive guy, almost 6'6", 331 pounds. Um, arm length is there. To me, this is a... I mean, we're talking about top-end arm length for an offensive tackle, and yet he might be a guard. So um, big, strong hands, smaller school, right? Like, to me, that just fits the potential athlete, you know, just taking a taking a swing on traits, right? Like late in the draft from a smaller school. I could see that happening with McClendon Curtis, so that's somebody to keep an eye on as well. All right, Super Chats to close out the show. What do we got? Let's start with Isaac. Isaac, $10. Okay, guys, let's say that both Will Anderson, Paris Johnson Jr. are both all pros guaranteed. Which one are you taking if you're the GM? 
Well, if he if you're guaranteeing he's all pro, I'm probably gonna take the left tackle. That's a really good question, Isaac, because if you're telling me he's gonna be a pro bowler right now, you want to get the offense settled, then then it makes a whole lot of sense to take Paris Johnson. But I think it's harder to find Will Anderson. So I would like to I'd like to defer that question a year from now to see if we can get the offense straight, and then I would rather then I would take Will Anderson. But in the Bears' current spot right now, you're telling me that I guess I would take Paris Johnson. Same here, you guys. I think it all comes back down to what helps Justin Fields the most. And yes, Will Anderson gets sacks, can create turnovers and things like that. But Paris Johnson's going to help that offense and help Justin Fields succeed. All right. Uh, next up, Brandon. $10. Is there a consensus on the overall draft talent for this class? Is it considered strong class or weak class? Also, which team is going to be the one in the top 10 who does the annual crazy reach? That's who I would have said, Brandon, and appreciate your support all the time. Like, there is going to be a crazy reach on Will Levis, it, it seems like. And it might be all the way up at two. Maybe. That just seems completely wild to me. I see uh, some people are saying that that's like the equivalent of Trubisky. That kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, Levis is a better athlete than Trubisky, but he's... But no, he's not. You don't think so? No, Trubisky can move way better than Levis can. Levis is super strong. You can fire that thing miles. Yeah, yeah but you're not yeah. talking... What kind of athlete. car does he drive, though? What's that? What kind of car does he drive? That's true. I, uh, Levis probably <laughs> doesn't have a Camry. I don't know, man. He's a pretty good athlete, Will Levis. No, no, no you, okay. I think he's built better. Will Levis is built better. Yeah, he's stronger, bigger. he's taller. Yeah. Like he's more of your pocket passer in this draft class. I mean, let's. Trubisky can move. Let's give him credit. Trubisky was athletic. He, he, okay, we're. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. Levis also like eats bananas whole with the skin. And that's on. not mayo true. in his coffee. Yeah. That's none of that's true. He just did that to make noise. He doesn't really do that. Well that's, oh, that's even dumber. Yeah, that's dumb draft strategy. He took him right off my board. He's doing something right. The guy's moving up to number two. If Peyton Manning had told me he puts mayo in his coffee as a joke, I would have taken him off my draft board. Does sound really nasty. <laughs> yeah. Uh to answer the question, Brandon, uh I think that you know, like we said, we really only have what, eighteen? Was it eighteen first, you know, clear cut first rounders? Mm. So I don't I don't I don't know there's a lot of elite talent in this. I think there's a lot of fun potential packed in the middle of the draft. There's a lot of players that I like I'm I'm almost actually I think I am looking forward to Friday more than Thursday, to be honest with you. With the four picks the Bears have, the possibilities there. I do think that there's you can get a lot of good starters. But if you're looking for Hall of Famers from this draft class, I think it's very limited. Brandon the Bears are going to do have an amazing draft. I can't wait for our draft show. Shows. This draft stinks. You, <laughs> there's not a consensus number one quarterback. The one guy that is weighs less than me. Uh, that's weird. The, the best defensive uh, interior defensive lineman is having all sorts of issues off the field. There isn't, there's one good safety in the whole damn thing. Uh, the, the great cornerbacks, one of them, Devin... Devin Witherspoon's undersized. The other guy had has had one good, one dynamic season playing college football. I don't. To me, it's a, uh, you know, it, it's you can't sit there and say this t- this draft is like overwhelming with talent. 
Uh, all right, let's get to that last super chat. We have Gerard from Gerowich. I, th- I forget Ger- how to say. I, th- it. I was going to say Gerard. I forget how to say it. He's know. he's explained it before. I'm sorry, but you're you're in Ireland, and you have a cool name, and you're wondering any idea what time the Bears will be on the clock at number nine because you're going to be in Ireland, and I'm not staying up all night working at six a.m. So what do the math. Is- Draft starts at seven. Pick number nine, right? Ninety minutes in. Roughly 10 minutes a pick. Yep. So we're looking at 8.30-ish. Chicago time, I believe there's a six-hour six. difference yeah, to so Ireland. 2.30? Yeesh. What? So Yeesh. I... 2.30 in the morning, go you're good. And just leave, but leave our show on in the background. And then right when we get to the pick, we'll, like, yell out, Gerard, wake up! 2.15. We'll, we're going to... We'll put you on the timer here, brother. And then you can just, and then we'll break down the pick for you for 10 minutes. You can go back to bed. But you better Perfect. hit the damn like button if we do all that. Yeah. And I listen to our show every night when I go to sleep. I just want to hear everyone's voices. <laughs> so I just think you should have us on. Don't you think, Lawrence? Don't you listen to the show when you go to bed? Uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, my Can't God. That's the either. best. I hate my voice. I, I it, it, it's so peaceful when when I'm talking to myself as I'm going to bed. There's nothing better. Surprised you're not doing your own radio show as you go to bed. I do that first. I go into the I brush my teeth. I talk to myself in the mirror, and then I put myself on. And you. And then and, Braggs jumps out of your closet. And Nick. <laughs> Razajad Gregory. <laughs> Braggs every morning jumped out of your closet, saying Razajad, like the Kool Aid Man. Mm-hmm. It's not what he said, but you know. Just imagine the life of Jenny waking up to that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> good morning. Let's have another day together. Hell oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's still time to get tickets. Please come out. We're going to see you there. We are running out of premium uh, drink packages, though. And, of course, every ticket you automatically get into the raffle entry. Thomas Jones jersey autographed. Mike Ditka jersey autographed. We're giving those out uh, Thursday, Friday night. You automatically are entered into the raffle with a ticket. And uh, if you just want to get in the door and hang out with the cash bar, tickets starting as low as $15. Again, there's premium options, VIP options. Uh, find it all at allchgo.com. Joe's Bar on Wheat Street. We're there Thursday and Friday night. One day away. Damn it. Oof. Can't we, wait. Should we bring Lovey? Should we bring our little Lovey uh, as a... Lovey Smith coming? People get pictures with the Lovey statue. I love it. I don't know if I'll remember to do that, but maybe maybe I'll bring that. It's this big. It's time to go, um, yep. but just want to let you know that I had a great time today. Okay, thanks, Carm. Thank you for all your hard work on the Bears 100. You win. There's no, no, it's not a competition. Yes, everything's a competition. No, it's not. Nick, genuinely thank you for all the work you did oh, on the Bears 100. That's, that's, <laughs> that is rude, uh, and I'm offended. You too, Braggs. Great job, Gregory. We're out of here. Okay, tomorrow. So there's no show at noon, obviously. We are we are in a draft show mode tomorrow night. We'll talk to you. I think the show starts at six thirty. If you don't if you're coming out and you don't walk in there and come right to me and get a hug first, I'm gonna be upset. I'm all hugs all the time. Yes, you're the hug guy. Please hug Carm. See you tomorrow night.